Are you reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Welcome to another episode of AI for Creatives, where we explore the intersection of art, humanity, and innovation. I'm Nova Lorraine, one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. Yay! I feel like there should be like confetti coming down from the ceilings. We should have like drum rolls or there is. Know, symbols or something clanging. <laughs> there is. Everyone put on your Apple Vision Pro. You can oh. see the confetti. You know? yes. <laughs> we'll have to okay. integrate that into a future show. How about that? <laughs> Love that idea. Actually, that's very appropriate for today's conversation. We're going to be talking about all the buzz around AI video and in particular, how that's going to impact films in the very near future. And is AI film the new future of what and how we create as relates to content creators and movie makers and marketers? So yeah, interesting times, interesting times. And we're also going to be covering some really, really cool, amazing new tools. So you do not want to miss this episode. And that includes the new Midjourney website that I've been waiting for. I don't know about anyone else, but having been using Midjourney for almost two years, I've been waiting for this. So we're going to be diving into why you should even care <laughs> as it relates to that, but so many other really cool tools that we're going to go over as it relates to AI video, 3D imaging with AI. Whew. Yeah, some good stuff. But before we get there, we're going to touch on what we've been up to and some AI news because we can't ignore it. It's just, it's in every headline. And so we're going to touch on that and and how that sort of flows into this conversation around video and film and 3D creation with AI. So Camilla, what have you been up to? Well, I'm definitely seeing the confetti this week. Because I'm celebrating because I have launched the first, at, well, so Fashion Futures podcast, you're familiar with that, yeah. uh, but we launched the first episode for this year. Okay. So we're kicking it Yay. off. And if you remember Fashion Futures, it's really about um, you know, in the fashion industry, we always hear the same voices talking about sustainable fashion and the industry, but nothing ever happens as far as like us progressing toward anything. And mm -hmm. so, uh, but there's a lot of people that are doing the work. There's a lot of people that have boots on the ground and there's a lot of organizations and individuals that have these great ideals. And so the podcast really serves to highlight those individuals and those organizations 
with different ideals, ones that are really making an impact on sustainable fashion. We'll say it like that, but fashion in Mm. general, right? The industry. And so, and it just starts to help people to connect to each other. You might hear something on there and you might say, oh, this person is using this particular uh, tool or they're working this way in Ghana. And you're like, let me connect with that person. So being able to connect people with the different resources, being able to have people think of new ideas towards solving some of the world's issues. That's Mm -hmm. really what it's all about. So I am, like I said, I'm celebrating. I'm excited because there's lots of good conversations that have been coming out of that. Well, I think it's right on time too, you know, with emerging technology and, and having the ability to really make change, not just talk about it, and to have a resource like Fashion Futurists to go to, to stay up to date, to meet innovators and change makers, to see what impacts are happening in real time. So, you know, as a fashion futurist, I love it, love it, love it. Yes, um, you are. So- <laughs> Awesome stuff. Yeah. And congratulations again. We know how much work goes into creating and releasing podcasts. And so, you know, to give your time and your energy to help educate others, you know, is powerful. So thank you just being a force in the space. Thank you. (laughs) And another force in the space, Nova. Yes. What have you been up to? Oh, I... Okay. Well, for those that have been following our show, you know, there's always like goodies packed in at the beginning of each show with what we've been doing. I actually, depending on where you, when you listen to this episode, we're at the heels of New York Fashion Week. And one of the most exciting times of the year for moi, uh, Fashion Week happening all over the world and just seeing the new talent, seeing what are the viral sensations that are hitting the runway as well as a fashion designer, it's just inspiring, you know, artists inspire artists and it's just an exciting time. So I will be speaking at Digital Fashion Week for two talks. One is around digital asset ownership, AI and AR, and what does that mean to the fashion industry? And so excited about that conversation. We see gaming platforms like Roblox and Sandbox having an influence in digital asset ownership and how fashion is being shaped for the future. So yeah, we're going to be diving deep into that. And of course, with you know Apple Vision Pro as an example of hardware that's allowing us to have these immersive experiences, what does that mean as well for fashion? So that's one talk. Um, the other talk is with a company that produces holograms and they are behind the hologram fashion show that we're going to be or I'll be at on Friday evening um, hosted by Digital Fashion Week and I will share the name of that company later in the episode but I'm excited about that and meeting and speaking with their founders during Digital Fashion Week and just seeing some other fashion shows of course in live and in person um Watching it on YouTube or watching it in a metaverse cannot replace the in-person experience. So that's super fun. Meeting up with some of the House of Nova founding members in New York. So excited about that as well. And that's a collective of, of women in entrepreneurship. 
So um, where we support each other, collect fashion and art, learn about emerging technology. So excited about connecting with some of these wonderful human beings in New York City. Really quickly, I cannot not talk about two art activations that I have coming up. One is in partnership with the Marthaverse and the African Elephant Research Unit out of South Africa. And so I'll be presenting a special 12-piece collection as an art walk in the Marthaverse, which is on spatial.io. It's a metaverse, a 3D immersive environment that you can get to with any computer. And proceeds of the sales of the art will go to benefit ERU, the African Elephant Research Unit, which helps save baby elephants and raising them where they can then re-enter the wild. So really, really passionate about that project. And the other one is another conservation project focused around the forests in Spain, where there are some endangered species, and the sales of that art will go towards protecting the forest and those species that are there. So those are two things that are coming up. And I know we'll probably get another episode out before this happens, but there, one of my fashion pieces will be going to the moon and the launch is happening as at least it's in the works. But once the launch actually happens and, and the rocket lands on the moon with all of these incredible art pieces in digital form, I'll be able to tell more about that much more detail. But yeah, just having something that I've created go to the moon in a digital museum is is pretty pretty exciting and a little surreal. So that's what's happening to me with me. Um, that's what's new. And yeah, I'm just going to stop there because, you know, there's always stuff happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. So many things. Like, it's exciting times. That is that is amazing. Yeah. So I can't wait to dive into this episode because I have been tinkering with AI video makers. I think the, the first time I was playing with it was with NVIDIA's tool and I made my avatar come to life. And then I also, there's another tool, DID, you know, and then so I call, I called her my beautiful Frankenstein and that was over a year ago now. And the, uh, there's been a few that have come out that I've, that I've toyed with. And I was like, mm, great in concept, not quite there yet. Great in concept, not quite there yet. Now, Based on <laughs> what we're going to be talking about today and some of these deep fakes that have been coming out, we are very close to being there as it relates to AI video creation. And the most that we've seen is, is in short form, but long form is not that far away. What are your thoughts regarding some of the news that we're seeing around AI video deep fakes, how real they are, the audio, the the movements. And what are your thoughts, Camilla? Well, I think that I'm, you know, I'm always, I always like, I'm excited about it. <laughs> Even though you said some, you know, things, but I mean, there's always the good and the not so great part of that, right? Because there are a lot of news, a lot of Things are happening maybe to celebrities or a lot of companies are doing, you know, showing examples of deep fakes and uh, what people can actually create. And to be honest with you, the way that I look at it is that this is bringing awareness to the fact that, hey, it's very easy 
for someone that has these tools that exist now to create something and you may not even know that it's not real, right? So to me, it's bringing light to that. And I think that's a great thing because especially in the political climate, at least in the United States where we're at now, AI is playing like a huge role or could play a huge role in influence. I mean, just social media in general plays a huge role in influencing and targeting with the data that they have. And imagine, you know, someone to be able to create a deep fake that looks like a particular person is saying a certain thing. And, you know, I, I have read in the news where there was a robocall going out Talk and Biden was telling people not to go to the polls, which was absolutely not true. And they traced it back to 11 labs. So people, our audience may remember that from a previous episode, but that was an AI that also you can record a snippet, have a snippet of a voice and it can talk in that voice and say whatever you want which is like, oh, this is great. We were excited because that's great for content creators, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah um, and it, it translates, uh, you know, languages and with on these videos that we're talking about and the film that we're talking about. I'm like, this is great. But then you see this other thing happening. So to me, okay, yeah, sure. People are, there are bad actors out there, but I like that it's bringing awareness to people so that they can kind of second guess some of the content versus just sharing it and thinking it's true, because some people will think it's true. That's right. That's right. I I think, you know, again, glass half full, you could duplicate yourself as a content creator, and have more time to spend with your family and friends. Flip side, you can be duplicated without your permission, and have some very harmful things, you know, be stated or done in your likeness that you didn't sign up for. And so, there, you know, the the regulation hasn't caught up yet with the technology, and technology is moving faster than the regulators. And there are companies that are coming in to, you know, sort of mitigate this a little bit, and we'll touch in touch on that as well. You know, what tools are being introduced into market to help consumers better decipher: is this real or is this not? And Again, the you know some of the reasons why we're doing this is to at least bring it to people's attention that this is very possible. You know, if someone doesn't like you, they can learn the tool and do some really naughty things with the tools. But then again, from a creative's perspective, being able to take these ideas and and animate them and share these stories that can create social impact you know, and really make a positive change is so powerful. You know, I was speaking about some of the art projects that I'm working on and I'm a storyteller, so I can see it in still form. I can see it in moving form. And for a lot of creators, the barrier of entry is the finances that it would take to bring some of these ideas to life, where where you bring it down to a level of access where it's a matter of taking the time to learn the tools to bring your story to the world and to create these more forward movements towards, you know, humanity, the, you know, causes that will benefit humanity, that will benefit nature. And that I am still super excited about. And also really curious, you know, to share with our audience who is helping with these problems. And then for those of you out there that 
are risk takers, that are entrepreneurs, that are imagineers, you can jump in and help with the problem. You know, maybe you want to develop a startup or collaborate with a think tank or create policies and regulation, educate around these issues as being part of the solution. So it's not just standing back and or just playing with the tools. There are so many areas where anyone can get involved in this new digital age and make a difference. Yeah. I mean, I like what you said because it really is the evolution of media as we know it, right? (laughs) Because, and we're, you know, we're going to be talking about videos and film and creating your own film. But like you said, it does break down barriers because if you think about it, we used to go to the movies to like the actual movie theater to watch a movie. Now we can watch a great movie on our, you know, on a streaming platform. And now with the help of AI, people don't necessarily have to go through those gatekeepers to be on Netflix or to be in the movie theater. Like you can just create your own movie, right? And that could, you know, you could post that on YouTube or something like that, right? So we're kind of like seeing this evolution, like we are the platform. We don't need a gatekeeper. We can make something cool. And I like how you mentioned that you are a storyteller because I'll just say a caveat that, you know, we're like, oh, anyone can do this. But at the same time, a lot goes into creating something that is a film. And so if you know it, you have to know how to tell a story. <laughs> you know, there's a script, there's other things. So I don't want to make it seem like, you know, you click a button and everyone's going to watch your AI created video. Like there's other stuff that goes into it. <laughs> what do you think about yes. that? No, it's true. It's true. I think when people think about AI and the tools, they do think it's it's like, what is the what is that TV show um, with Jeannie? I Dream of Jeannie. I Dream is of that Jeannie. <laughs> yes, that's where I was going. I was like, what is the name of that show? I Dream of Jeannie where she, she just had to, let me just kind of mixing her up with this other show, but did she just like nod her head or something and it appeared like whatever she was thinking about or wanted to happen? Something like that. To okay. bring it to maybe say Aladdin? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right, such Aladdin. a it's such an old show, but I still, I, I love iconic television. <laughs> yeah, Google it. But anyway, it's, or think of Aladdin, you know, basically it's a genie that could just nod and there you go. It, it appears, whatever you want. And so it still takes us as the humans to collaborate, direct, edit, imagine the inspiration that's going into the platform, into the device blending tools, pushing the limits of these tools to create the output. So that's something I think is overlooked a lot when we're, we're you know, talking about this technology. It does take time to learn it and master it and to make the output, the result, whatever it is, special. Because if everyone's creating a rose with one particular tool, it's going to look very similar and it's going to get boring really fast. And so it's going to take the creative genius of each individual, the the patience of individuals to sit and learn and, and play with and tinker and blend. And this area of human collaboration in AI is referred to as hybrid AI. So we're going to hear more about that. We'll probably do a separate episode on that. But that's the space that we're we're going to be living in and should be living in in the near future where it's the 
AI enhancing the human abilities and capabilities, not replacing them. So love that point. And then going back to instant creation, and we just said you can't do this, but you can use words or video or images to almost instantly create something. Now, is it going to be the best thing ever? Is it going to be perfect? Is it going to be a feature film with just three words? No, you're not getting any of that right now. But there are some exciting tools that you can use right now that within seconds, you know, seven seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever, you're going to get something that's animated. And they all have their little their little variations. So we can go into them now. Do you want to start, Camilla, with the first one? Sure. So how do you how do you pronounce this? Google Lumiere? Lumiere? That's my guess. <laughs> I have to admit that even with basic words, my brain will make up what it sounds like. But when I say it, people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's that's how creative I am. I make up the way words sound. <laughs> But anyways, yes, so Google has the uh, Lumiere, if I'm pronouncing that correct, but it's L-U-M-I-E-R-E Video AI Tool. And it's super cool because uh, with the video, uh, typically like you can just, you know, we mentioned like mid-journey, you can create an image one at a time, but this can create a whole video, right? And so that's kind of what you were talking about, about that longer form of being able to do things in a smooth way. Like, for example, they have like an astronaut walking on Mars and it doesn't look weird. So you can kind of tell it, okay, this this is a sequence that I want to happen and it can create that versus trying to piece together things. Right. And I wish I had more time in the day because I literally would sit down with each of these and Maybe I will do that, actually. Um, <laughs> and you just create some short films with each of them because... You should. Yeah. I think I will. I think I will. And I'll, I'll report back on it. So- yeah. One other thing about that tool, though, is that it can do the video in different styles. So when you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, my daughter loves anime. And she could probably make her own video in that type of style, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So I want to talk about Animate LCM. I got to like, you know, some of these names you are like, mm, was there a branding person behind this? But everyone knows what Animate <laughs> is an LCM. If you can remember that one word, Animate LCM. And with this particular tool, similar to the Lumiere by Google, it's really fast as it relates to creating content, super, super fast. And, you know, if you are looking at speed over, let's say the output itself, then this would be, you know, the one to start with. And then if it could be anything from a dog skateboarding to a cat eating an ice cream cone, this is going to create it for you. Now, with a lot of these tools, because it's so early and we like to preface this, that everything isn't going to be perfect the first time out. And so a lot of the early adapters are the guinea pigs and helping perfect the platform. But if you're patient, you'll be able to learn the skills early and then continue to master the skills as the platform gets better, as the technology gets better. And so I do think Google's Lumineer and Animate LCM are going to be some of the top contenders 
as relates to being able to say what you want and it gives you, you know, those few seconds of footage from the text prompt and, or, a, you know, a simple sentence. I, and I think that's game changing. And as we are able to improve processing time and the intelligence of the technology, it's going to go from seconds to minutes, minutes to eventually hours. And here we go, a feature film from your living room. Love it. You know, another one that I'm interested or I think is interested is Dynamic Crafter, which, okay, another disclaimer. I may not be pronouncing these right. <laughs> just, no, but but um, dynamic crafter. So what's interesting to this is kind of like a digital sculptor, right? So you have a picture and then it takes that picture and it turns it into a moving scene and it creates the background, right? It creates the video that's happening behind that picture. And I think this is interesting because I sometimes use chat GPT like this, like I'll create something like, for example, I'll create um, a draft of a, you know, maybe a story or I'll create a draft of my customer avatar, but I'll put it into chat GPT so it can kind of organize it and fill in the blanks and make it make sense. And, mm -hmm. and so chat GPT would just make it like a fuller thing, right? Because it's kind of taking the information from what I gave it and just crafting a picture around that, not a not a visual picture, but a, a word picture. Right. And so this is kind of doing that same thing where you have this ideal, you have this image and it can create that space around it and make it into a video. So it just makes what you already have and just makes it a fuller uh, experience. Yeah. So think about photo you know, photographers being able to take their shots and upload it and then animate that. You know, I love taking pictures of nature and actually like anything that I think inspires me, if it's architecture, if it's a sunrise, a sunset, if it's a flower bed, what have you, if there's something really unique or special that stands out to me about that scene that I'm looking at, I like to snap it. And there was this one image that comes to mind specifically, I was outside of this really cool restaurant in New York and there was a bicycle, I think it was Astoria. So this, this like up and coming trendy neighborhood. And there was this really bright orange bicycle that was up against this beautiful dark brick wall. And then there was a flower pot next to it with, you know, some like burgundy flowers and, and, and green stems. But the contrast from a composition standpoint was incredible. And so now let's say I upload this video in this tool, I would have the bicycle strolling down the sidewalk in front of this restaurant. And now I have two assets. I have the photograph and now I have the video animation. And that can be spliced together for story. It can you know, be used as part of a mood board. It can be sold as a digital asset. You know, there's so many things that you now you can do from this one image. So again, from a storytelling perspective, you can look at your mood boards from a photography standpoint and then animate those location shots. Or maybe there's a couple walking down the street and you love the, you know, the color combination of the two coats next to each other from, you know, the rear view. And you're like, oh, that would be cool. You take a snap, 
you know, from the back of their heads. You know, we want to maintain privacy. And then you animate that and then you show that to your your cinematographer, your director of photography on the film and say, this is what I want to capture. So there's so many possibilities here with that. And one that's really cool and has a, also a cool brand name is Consistory. <laughs> so you could hear the consistent in Consistory. And one of the issues around the image generation tools such as Dolly and Midjourney and Leonardo and on and on and on is that there's been an issue with creating consistent characters. And let's say I'm working on an ad campaign and I want to animate this video and I'm working from shots, right? And I'm splicing these, these mini videos together for one longer, longer short film, but I can't get the same character over and over again. Well, Consistory is coming in with the cape on to rescue all of us that really want to see consistent characters in what we're doing and then animating those consistent characters. Now, there is a tool, Musaver, out of Dubai, which is fairly new, that prides itself on its character creation tool where you can do that. Um, from a text and image standpoint. But NVIDIA, as you know, is known for their video and they're able to answer th- and, and solve this problem as it relates to imagery then you then, that you then can animate. Yeah, and uh, speaking of 3D, there's a tool called Meshi, which is basically, you talked about text, right? So text to 3D, mm-hmm. uh, where you can type in your text and it can create whatever that object is, right? So I don't know what, what an object I'm looking around me, like a water bottle, <laughs> you know, or, or if you're um, a creative, you know, maybe you're thinking of something more along the creative lines, um, but it can create that image and create a 3D model, which is really cool because you can then put that into, say, for example, like an augmented reality experience. And people can actually see that 3D model in front of you, right? And like, as you were talking before, I was thinking, you know, for a creative, what's interesting, even if you're a photographer or you're a painter or whatever that is, if you are displaying your artwork, kind of the bigger thing now is to not just have your artwork, but have your artwork come alive, right? And so imagine you're thinking of some particular thing when you're doing a painting and maybe the painting is a landscape or something and someone can look at it and they can see the whole you know, story or the evolution of that landscape or, or the evolution of the person, or they can watch an entire film that's you know just from looking at your painting, right? They can look at it Mm. through an augmented reality lens and actually see the story behind that painting. If you wanted it to kind of come alive in a new kind of exciting way, because some people, they'll look at a painting, they're like, oh, what does this mean? It means something different. It's open to interpretation. But sometimes you do, which is valuable, but sometimes you do want to put that extra piece to it, saying that, for example, this is a social justice piece and this is what happened in the history of this particular person that I drew. You know, so you can make that come alive with some of these tools. Yeah, I I think the AR 
component is going to take all of this to the next level. And so literally I am counting down when I could sit down and take my 2D image to a 3D animated model. And we're so close. I mean, we have the tool Adobe Maximo, where now you take what you created in Meshi, put it into Adobe Maximo. It reads the image. So think about an x-ray scanning your body and seeing the bones and then telling the bones to move. So it'll read the bone skeleton of your image and then direct it to move. So my mind goes to fashion, of course, and I'm thinking of this beautiful gown that I created, let's say, in the journey, and I 3D model it in Meshi, and then I throw it in Adobe Maximo, like we talk about blending the tools, right, hybrid AI, and put it into Adobe Maximo, and now I have the model walking down the runway. Uh, yeah, now, and that would be under an hour, <laughs> okay, which would have taken days, you know, or up to a week or so, you know, if you're new to using some of the traditional 3D modeling tools. So this is game changing. And then now you're layering that with augmented reality and you're taking it off your screen and you're bringing that into your environment, your home, your living room, the coffee shop, wherever. So now I can send you an AR filter, Camilla, of this new design that I just created. And you're in, let's say I'm in the showroom in New York. You're in the sample room in Miami. And you now see this, you know, the the garment that I just created. And you're seeing it move on the model. And then you're saying, yes, this works. I love it from the front, back, and side. I love the proportions. I love the movement. Let's green light this. Let's put this into production. And so Beyond just telling stories, we can think about how this can also impact creative design at whatever level, from an engineer standpoint to a, a fashion designer, you know, anyone else that would need a 3D version of what they're doing. And then even more so to see that movement and then continue to perfect it from there or green line it, green light it for production. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to kind of what you're saying in the beginning about breaking down barriers, right? Because if you can quickly create that, right, and you're breaking down that barrier of distance, you're breaking down that barrier of time that it takes um, mm. for things to either go to market or just to create things. And I think that's, that's I mean, that's revolutionary for people, right? I, I love the idea of breaking down these different barriers that people have. You know, as you were talking, another idea came to me and I love using Midjourney for a lot of things. And of course I design a lot of fashion via Midjourney, but I also design art and images for stories like book covers, inside page stories. And what I was thinking about was you create the book cover, create some inside pages, 3D model it, and then animate it where you have the book flipping pages as the story is being animated. So again, imagine sitting there, you just 3D modeled this, you know, the book, and then you're hearing the narration because we were talking in the very beginning about audio via AI and how good that's becoming. And it could be your voice 
potentially that's now narrating the story in the book as the book's pages are flipping. And what that would do for anyone, but think about children's books and how that could revolutionize that industry alone. They're sitting with their with their iPad, they have the video going, or the AR version of it, where now the book is on the table or the pillow on top of their lap on the bed, flipping as it's being automated. Now, I am a book lover, so I still love the feel and touch of a physical book. I don't think it can replace that. But when you're adding sound and motion, you know, to the story, it does take that storytelling to another level. So that's something that came to me and how this technology can be used. I was thinking of leapfrog. We are so dating ourselves in this yeah. episode. <laughs> Because you're talking about a children's book and of course, hearing the audio, like when they're reading and they're trying to get through a tough word and hearing the audio and watching it and reading it helps you to retain it better. Mm-hmm. And so that that type of experience for a child could be very valuable. And mm-hmm. then I also think about, um, you know, a lot of creators, a lot of people have books, right? And at, I, I'm not, a, I used to be a physical book person. I just don't have the time right now, but I am a book person. I'm just like an audible book. You know, I just listen yeah, to books all yeah. the time, but mm-hmm. sometimes I want to read a book and it's not available on the audio and people are like, oh, I just don't want to record it. Please go. Now you can use AI to record your voice um, because that's, that's the best, you know, selling book, but it's like, it, it, it does help to expand the transfer of knowledge. I mean, you think about people that can't see, you know, how are they able to access these different things? So again, Mm. breaking down barriers, right? That's a really, really good point. So exciting. And so mid-journey, speaking of 3D, let's talk about the future of 3D. And mid-journey is still one of the leaders in text-to-image creation. And they just opened their website that they've been working on for over a year. I am so pumped because I've been creating a mid-journey on their Discord server, which if you're used to it, it's great. And they have over almost 19 million users in their Discord. So that blows my mind just thinking about how many people are are using mid-journey and using it through and creating through Discord. So now their browser-based creation platform is available And what they're working on is being able to take their 2D images into 3D. And I tell you, I am holding my breath because I am so, so ready to, you know, bring some use cases to market with this technology around 3D. And I think that's going to be a game changer because I still think what you can do with MidJourney and, and where you can push it is phenomenal as a visual creator. And so to be able to not lose that quality and alter that into another version, a more immersive version with a couple clicks. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, like the world is not ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I know you're excited because you're one of the first people that I ever heard talk about mid-journey. So, and you were like deep in there doing some work. I, yeah, I think the website, I think it's going to just help to make that more mainstream and put the tool in other people's hands. It's interesting because because we're like in the middle of it. And if you're a tech person, I'm sure you've used Discord before and you're like a Discord master to use it. 
But because it's in Discord, we forget that some people are just like, what is this? How do I do this? You know, but everyone's yeah. really familiar with the website, right? So, so in a sense, I think it's going to take it to people that maybe heard of it, but haven't used it because of that barrier. So, you know, really exciting. Absolutely. So we've covered everything from text to video, video to video, picture to video, video to 3D, image to 3D. Um, where we see this going, you know, going from a few seconds to a minute or two long to 30 to 60 minute films, you know, and, you know, I did an interview last year on, is it possible to create a feature film with AI? And we were still in concept phase then. And I said, yes. And here we are with use cases. I like every time I, get on social, I'm, I'm seeing a new AI film. Now they're short films, they're seconds long, but the quality is phenomenal. And so I am super excited to see where we get in six months. And just again, the accessibility that it's going to bring to so many creatives, the directors, the editors, the filmmakers to take their products to market, to reach the communities they want to impact with their stories. And I I do want to touch back on the hybrid AI concept where it's not the car driving itself. It's not the train, you know, directing itself. It's being the jockey on the horse, being the collaborator and partner with the tools in order for it to enhance what you're doing and to not let it replace your creativity or replace your imagination or have you be so dependent on the tool that you're really frustrated that you can't come up with a fresh idea without the tool. So I think it's super important to caution how to balance the availability of generating new content, new art, new stories, new products, new commercials, and it goes on and on and on and on with these tools, how we can enhance education, enhance well-being, because we can make a greater impact with more immersive imagery and sounds and all of that, that we realize that we're so early, we don't have the research yet on the negative implications. And we just like anything, these tools can become addictive. And so I just say, use them with intention, you know, create your barriers, you know, create your boundaries in terms of, okay, I will allow the tool to do this, but I'm not going to allow it to do that. So just be intentional as you're going into using the tools. We don't want to rob ourselves of our confidence in our creative abilities. And we don't want to replace our creativity with the tools. So that's just something I had to put out there um, as excited as we are. Yeah. And I mean, I love that you said creatives reaching the communities with their story and making that impact because it is like this is opening up that, you know, creatives already can impact the world with their messages, right? And they do it in a Mm -hmm. way that's crosses cultures and all types of barriers. And so being able to take these tools and advance the time, advance the impact because you're using augmented reality or you're creating something that maybe you couldn't necessarily do by yourself. I think that that's super important. And and one of the things we're, we're talking a lot about content, which I think is great because I mean, content is helps us to communicate with other people, 
But I was thinking, I was like, ooh, you know, this podcast, Fashion Futurist Podcast, I could take some of those stories and they could be a video just from that transcript, mm-hmm. right? So like creating even more experiences and content with that to reach people, to impact people. So I definitely think that's that's super important. 100%. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so much. <laughs> not enough hours in a day. We need to create like more hours in a day yeah. or something because I just want to continue to play, play, play. This is a great place to pause until our next episode. This was a lot of fun. I hope, you know, our listeners, you, our listeners, are excited about some of the new tools that are in this space and where you want to jump in. Is it more around the text to text and continue to enhance your messaging? And, and copywriting and all of that? Is it around the imagery and continuing to push forward there? Is it around video? Is it a little bit of both or all three of those things? So I'm, I'm just really curious to see where we're going to be this time next year. And I think I said that last year when we started podcasting. I am, I'm curious. I was having a conversation earlier today as as I was prepping for my talk during Digital Fashion Week. And we were just saying, you know, in 24 to 36 months, we're going to be in a completely different world. Like it's crazy. You know, our last episode, I believe we talked about how, or at least an episode or two ago, we talked about all the gadgets that are coming into our homes and not even just the tools that we're playing with, but how we're going to be, you know, engaging with appliances and things that can impact all the different things we do in our home, let alone in in our office. So really interesting. Please continue to, you know, listen to us, download, subscribe, share with those who you care about so you can stay up to date and be inspired on how you can make impact, how you can make a difference, how you can improve your workflow, your well-being, your creativity, all of that good stuff. So thank you again for joining us. Our show is growing tremendously. So really, really appreciate you coming back every single week to hear what we have to say. And we hope that we are giving you equal value. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, my lovely co-host, Camilla. Thank you. Of course, it's always fun, you know, exploring all this technology with you. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you. It is fun. And so this is where we say ciao. This is AI for Creatives and exclusively on the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. I am your host, Noble Rain. This is Camille Sanders. And until next time, ciao. Bye.